is up, fellow hooligans? Welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. Um, yeah, I'm sick this week, so stuff's a little he's bit later. He's fucking sick. No, I'm not that sick. All right, he's not that bad. I just took him for, for face value. Now he's a fucking liar. Anyway, <laughs> um, you're not feeling so hot, man. What happened? I don't know, man. I think a lot of it was just exhaustion, not resting enough. I haven't been able to really sleep a whole lot. Did you um, like any couple of doorknobs out there? No, I had to retire that with COVID. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe when the world's at a better place, I'll be able to, you know, pick up the uh, the old tongue or whatever the fuck it would be used. One day you're gonna open paper. a lock with uh with your tongue like that, man. I know, right? Um, nah, man. Again, I, I think it's just lack of rest. I've had so much shit going on. You know, having to wake up early, this and that, stay up late, wake up early. Um, we had free comic book day. This yeah, last Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Free comic book day. I wake uh, up early to do titles that. Came out. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of cool stuff. A lot of fun shit. Um, but yeah, you know, and then uh, caught up with some stuff that I wanted to watch. Ugh. Started on the the new Star Wars Visions. I'll probably talk about that later because it's uh, pretty freaking cool. Okay. And uh, found out about a new series um, that I'll be talking about in this episode. Uh, by you know a creator that I actually like a whole lot. Are you familiar with the uh, man known as Gendy Tarkovsky? Oh, the best artist I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for my um, uh, my episode this week, I wanted to you know talk about a lot of his uh, creations and stuff. A lot of the shows that I really like that he did, and uh, so for the past, you know, you got to go back, back to the past, back, back. Samurai Jack. Yeah, there you go. That that man. Gotta get back back to the past Samurai Jack. Can can we talk a little bit about that? How, where did he come up with the idea of let's get this samurai, throw him into the future, and he has to survive? Where did he come up with this shit, man? Like, and and not not only that, the the guy is surviving and and all that shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Um, so I was doing some research on uh, on the series in general. Uh, so Gendy Tarkovsky, for those who are not familiar, uh, is the creator of Dexter's Laboratory. Um, yep. That's one of the series that he worked on with Cartoon Network. Um, Samurai Jack, which I'll be talking about right now. Uh, yep, he yep. also did the Clone Wars cartoon on yep. Cartoon Network uh, in between episode two and three. Uh, he's just done a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, cartoons. Um, uh, let's not forget the Powerpuff Girls. He was, a, yeah, he was a producer for that, so he didn't create it, but he, he helped out. I mean, a lot wasn't he that. one of the lead artists? Isn't that what his art style? No, it was somebody else. I forget. I just watched a video. Was it? No, yeah, he was just an executive producer. Wow. Okay, I thought that was his Music? art, just like more softer. Because if you look at well, similar lab, style for sure, similar yeah, style yeah. for sure. I, I I apologize if I got that wrong. I could have sworn that was his. But yeah, uh, while he was making um, while he was making Dexter's Laboratory, he had an idea for Samurai Jack. Um, so yeah, it says right here, uh, Tarkovsky conceived Samurai Jack after finishing his work on his first Cartoon Network original series, Dexter's Laboratory. Um, he took inspiration from Kung Fu, the 1972 uh, televised drama starring David Carradine, and Tarkovsky's fascination with samurai culture, which is just pretty cool. You know, I get the fascination. Samurai mm-hmm. is cool. Um, give me a sec. Samurais are always cool. Especially when they're, uh, what's his face? What's the white guy who was the last samurai? Um, 
Maverick? Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, Maverick. All right. Um, He's in the the danger zone. (laughs) I've never watched any of those movies. You've never Um, seen Top Gun? Man, all right. right. Standpoint, standpoint. Yeah, the uh, Samurai Jack is pretty dope, man. I I remember, like, I loved this show as a kid. It was on Cartoon Network. Um, Just a cool idea. Again, you have a historical figure, right? You know, Samurai. And he's thrown to the future, you know, like, you know, pretty pretty far in the future. um, Because there's, like, a lot of technology, robots, stuff like that. Uh, But he's got this magical katana. So we we actually never know the Samurai's name. He never has his actual uh, name. He gets the name Jack from one of the, uh, you know, the people from the future. It's like, hey, what's up, Jack? You know, that's just slang that they use for calling, you know, somebody like a stranger yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, so he has this mystical katana uh, given to him by these gods. You know, it's like Ra, Odin, and some other one. Um, it was, uh, well, it's passed down from his father, correct? It's Ra, Ra Rama, and Odin. Um, yeah, from three magical gods. And uh, or magical katana from three gods, Ra, Rama, and Odin. And he could use it to uh, defeat and imprison a supernatural shapeshifting demon, Aku. Aku. Um, yeah, voiced by uh, Mako, who uh, R.I.P., you know. Uh, and then later on in the final season, it was uh, Greg Baldwin. Uh, Samurai Jack himself is uh, voiced by Phil Lamar, another really cool uh, actor slash voice actor. Um, but yeah, it was a, a really cool uh, cast um, working on the series in general. And it was awesome. Like, I... The episodes were, even though they're working towards a common goal, they were almost anthology style, where it's like just a bunch of stories with Jack in it, you know, with Samurai Jack in it. Um, mm-hmm. One of the ones that I remember, it, it was just posted. So it's funny, I was doing research for this, um, and I went to YouTube to see if there's any, you know, like uh, interviews, stuff like that. And then there was a live video playing, and I guess they've been playing 24 hours nonstop on, on Cartoon Network or something. Uh, I'll, I'll pull up the actual video if anybody wants to watch it. Um, it's still going title yeah oh yeah dude um oh, right, shit. It. it's called uh it's alive on adult swim uh gendy tarkovsky a legacy and animation from adult swim um and it's, it's live right now and what's cool is it shows you like episodes and certain parts from the series that you worked on leading up into the new one which i'll talk about in a bit and i'm like how fitting is it that um or how, uh, yeah, just it's just funny that it's like, you know, when I go do research, there's another series that he just came out with that they're going over and they're showing a bunch of episodes, you know, iconic episodes from the series he worked on. And the one they showed for Samurai Jack, I don't remember the episode, name of the episode, but it was a deal. It was like a noir episode and it's dealing with this robot that's like a badass killer robot. Um, and it was, uh, they're supposed to be emotionless, you know, and uh, not have feelings, but the the mass scientist who made him or the engineer or whatever, um, he put feelings into him. So he starts, you know, getting these feelings and realizing like, Hey, you know, what we're doing is not right. You know, it's the wrong thing. And, uh, he eventually, you know, kind of gets out of it. Like he, he manages to shoot his way out and retire and he finds a dog that he can, um, they can basically, you know, just take care of and, and, uh, you know, just live out the rest of his life, you know, the rest of his robot life, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's really cool because it's all monologue. It's very noir. You know, he's like, oh, my, I think it was like Honey or whatever or Sweet Pea or I forget what the name of his dog was. Uh, but he's like, oh, as long as I got my dog, everything's fine. And, he goes, and then he's he's narrating this to the uh, the viewer. And then uh, Aku, um, it shows Aku upset. You know, he's trying to hunt down the Samurai Jack. And you see the, the scientist who 
put feelings into him, go and whisper Naku's, you know, ear, and then Naku starts smiling. And what he did is he let him know, like, yeah, I made this robot that is super badass and killer, and he has emotions and he has feelings for this dog that he owns. So they kidnap the dog, you know, he's calling him on the phone, you can hear the dog on the other side, and basically forcing him to go hunt down Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's it's really cool. Like it's just it's following you get this whole background, this cool story for uh this killer robot. And he's doing the, you know, he's he's hunting down Samurai Jack for good intentions on his end. Um, and he, it's raining, you know, just again, typical noir, like uh, noir setting, right? He's wearing a trench coat. He's in got the city? His guns. It's in the city and he's, uh, oh, okay. he, he, he goes again. to a, he goes to a, an abandoned uh, robot factory. Okay. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's like, oh man, uh, this, the samurai is good. Maybe, he, maybe he's even <laughs> too good. Um, cause he sees that there was all those like bug beetle, um, like robots yeah, that were sent out to hunt him. And yeah, he, he just kills, uh, there's like a mountain of them. He's like, oh, wow, this guy's good. Like, he's just like noticing like, oh, damn, this guy's got some skills. It might yeah. be too good for me. But, he, but he, you know, he's like, I got to push on. I have to, you know, I have to try for my whatever honey or sweet pea or I forget what it is. You know, he just kept saying it over and over. And uh, yeah, it shows him like hunting down Samurai Jack and it's all quiet. Like, you know, uh, Jack's supposed to be like super quiet, you know, super stealthy, able to dodge stuff, evade him. And uh, and it's just showing him just kind of going wild, shooting at stuff, being you know played by Jack. And then when he um when he uh finally gets killed by Jack, you know, because Jack all he does is you know dodge him, dodge him, dodge him. Then he just cuts him, you know, uh, cuts him into bits. And before he dies, he's like, you know, uh, save my sweet pea or save my you know sugar or whatever it was or my honey, um, or honey pie or whatever the name of the dog was. And the episode ends and you're like, dude, this is like a 22 minute episode watching a robot and then like 45 seconds of Samurai Jack. (laughs) (laughs) But it was good. It was done really well. Um, And yeah, the series, I just I just remember a lot of episodes like there was one uh, that uh, that stands out. Um, It was an early one, I think, where he comes across this tower that you can't cross the line. Like once you get, I was past just going to mention it. Yeah. yeah you know, you s- start seeing a bunch of arrows getting shot, you know, out of the tower towards the, the, um, the perimeter. And then, you know, he's trying to dodge. I remember he like spreads his toes <laughs> and dodges arrows that way, you know, when they went to find the, the perimeter of the, um, of where their effective radius is. Mm-hmm. And he ends up being able to make it up to the tower. And you find out that all these archers are blind. Um, yeah, yeah so was, the, was... the premise of that episode is uh, Jack hears of a mystical well that can grant any wish. And, of course, he wants to go back to his home. And um, he goes, okay, go to this tower. And that, at the top of the tower, there's a well. And it'll grant your wish, but it's protected by three archers. And, uh, he, of course, he shows up. And, yeah, they're fucking shooting the shit out of everything. There's, like, corpses all over the place. And um, he's, uh, he slowly figures out, yeah, yeah they're blind. But they use their ears, and that's all they really need to, to get where get their shots through. And he figures out a way, you know, to get across and yeah, figure out how to get to the well because of his all, all of his old training and shit like that. And uh, the the well turns out to be cursed, right? That's what it was. Yeah, I forget exactly. It's been yeah, so the, long. I'd have to rewatch I, it. The the well cursed the the three men because I think they wish for ultimate power. And they're like, or no, they wish to be great warriors. And he, he's like, all right, we'll, we'll grant your wish. But he seals their vision, and they're forced to protect the well for the rest of their lives. And um, uh, once Jack defeats them, he he offers Jack the same thing. He goes, hey, what do you want? 
and uh, Jack knows that, like, well, this is an evil power. I can't use it. So he uses the sword and destroys him. I'm, I believe it was a part of a coup as well. That, that's what yeah, he was maybe able to like destroy. When, yeah. Well, the sword's supposed to be able to just uh, kill uh, evil in general as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, it look, if, if the way it formed when he destroyed it, it kind of looked like a coup. So I, I wasn't too sure. Maybe, but yeah. maybe it was a, a portal or whatever, you know, because they do talk about there's like portals to the past or whatnot. And maybe that's one of them. Mm-hmm. The One of the um, episodes I wanted to mention, because I, I, it threw me for a loop. Do you remember the episode where Jack kind of meets kind of a love interest? No, I don't even remember that one. Uh, like this girl with like dark hair, dark dress, and she's got kind of a green face with red lipstick. No. No. Okay. So yeah, he 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 joins up with this girl. She's like this badass kind. Of, I think like merchant mercenary or something, and they're battling or whatever. And towards the end of the episode, you find out that it's Aku in disguise working with Jack, trying to figure out his secret. But the, no, I think they, the thing that that, rem, that reminds me of that episode is that they start catching feelings for each other. I was like, "Whoa, here we go! What's happening here?" And um, I think Aku breaks out of it at the end because, like, of course he's evil or whatever. And Jack, of course, is all heartbroken. Like, oh man, I trusted this woman. She, I, I, I thought I could trust her with what I needed because I, I told her everything that I, 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 my hopes or whatever. And then, boom, it's a coup. It was like, ha ha, it was me the whole time. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that, I remember that... there was. Go ahead. Yeah, I remember there was a episode later on too. I'm like vaguely remembering, but there's like a like. Um, Irish, Scottish, like you know, barbarian dude. Oh, that guy was dope. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he was like a Viking guy, and uh, he wants to die. He wants to die a warrior's death so he can go to Valhalla. He's the last of his, you know, whatever clan, village, kind. And because he's immortal, he can't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a cool one too. Um. You can definitely see a lot of the Samurai Jack inspiration in uh, the series that I'll talk about later. Or mm-hmm. actually, I'll talk about it right now. Uh, for a recent, I just caught up with, uh, not so long ago, with the uh, series called Primal that he did. And uh, Primal's pretty cool. It's uh, It revolves around uh, like a caveman and a, uh, a dinosaur. Um, so for all you evolutionists out there, get bent. You know, everybody knows creationism. Cavemen were with dinosaurs and Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve, you know, and all that bullshit. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, what it is, is actually, it's a, uh, I believe the term's anachronistic. So it's like, it goes against time, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Cause I'm watching it. I'm like, bro, none of this timeline makes sense. Like you have like, initially it's just cavemen and dinosaurs. I'm like, I guess whatever, you know, it's like just mm-hmm. old, whatever caveman dinosaur bullshit. But then you start seeing stuff like, uh, like at some point they run into like a Persian style, like, uh civilization and the greek the, style and druids the and anachronistic a- anachronistic and that means like it just skips through time or what does that mean no it's like against time so anna is, is against and then chronos yeah. anachronos anachronistic yeah. so the, the idea is like the timeline doesn't make sense like it's all just fucked up it's just put together just to be put together okay. um, which again it, it makes sense like it makes sense so the main character uh he's just referred to as spear so it revolves between a uh neanderthal named spear and a female uh, tyrannosaurus rex named fang so it's spear and fang and basically the spear had a family in the in the beginning of the series he had a family like the first episode he had a wife and kids and then uh fang had a 
two or three little baby T-Rexes. And there's this giant, like, red horned dinosaur, like, big, even bigger T-Rex looking thing that kills um, Spears' family. It eats his kids and his wife. Um, I think it's like three of them, actually, two or three of them that do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead. And then, uh, same thing, they they go after uh, Fang's kids as well, so they end up uh, killing and eating Fang's kids. And then, so they team up to kill the dinosaurs, the big, like, red dinosaurs, the ones that killed their families. And it's cool because it's um, anybody that I've talked to in the past, when it comes to storytelling, it's really cool to see stories told without dialogue. And the first season of the show is no dialogue whatsoever. It's all action. It's all whatever you see on the screen and hear, but there's no dialogue. Nobody talks. And then even then in season two, there's a bit of dialogue, but it's not like uh, it's not intelligible. Like, you know, it'd be like if we were listening to another language It's very rudimentary um it's just implied again it's really cool when you can tell a story without actually dialogue without them telling you how to feel what you should do um and, and it's really cool and then uh yeah you the, the series starts off you know with uh them losing their family and they basically team up to kill the dinosaurs and they kind of form like an uneasy relationship like an alliance at first they're like helping each other or they're, they're each of them are like they stay with each other just because i mean they're 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 together why not and then you know they're each hunting their own food down and then kind of like you know uh just going back and forth arguing until they come up with like an understanding, you know, like they need each other. They're, they're partners. They're in this together. Um, but it's a, it's a really cool series, really cool idea. Um, yeah. Like season one, I think they had like druids and stuff like magical, weird, like, like nature wizard people. Um, yeah. You showed me the first episode and I loved it. And personally, I love dialogue. A good uh, good amount of dialogue that means something, where where every word not not a words aren't wasted. I love that kind of stuff. And for them to tell me a story without any of that, that's a yeah, that's, that's a, the the peak of storytelling. Kudos kudos on them because Jesus, I was I was um enthralled with the whole show. Just like I, I couldn't stop watching. They didn't say a word. There was grunting. Yeah. There was yelling. There was a it, roar from all, a couple you, dinosaurs. You get it, yeah. And there's an old Marvel series called Enough Said, and that was basically it. There was no dialogue. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much it. You've said enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I only saw that first episode, but I'm like, okay, cool. And now you're telling me there's some episodes with some actual dialogue. And I'm like, okay. And uh, if it's not wasted and it, it still tells a good story, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure he's doing a good job with it. No, yeah, definitely. Um the again like uh there's uh comics i've read like uh if you there's a gi joe issue i think it's issue 21 um which is a snake eyes issue because he doesn't talk you know he's mute and yeah. it's pretty much all quiet or if it is all quiet it's, it's known as a silent issue um there's also a um a nick fury issue i think it's nick fury agent shield number one where yeah there's no dialogue you just follow him around because again a spy's not going to be making all the sound um but you follow around nick fury and and it, it tells pretty much a whole story. It's like there's only dialogue in the last couple of pages, if that. Uh, but yeah, anytime you have silent, uh, not even silent, just no dialogue stories, and you can still understand it. That's that's peak storytelling. Like if I don't mm-hmm. have to tell you what happens, you just see it. Like you know, you see with your eyes. Uh, if everybody's coming under the same conclusion of like, yeah, this is what happens, then you've gotten the story across. Uh, but it's really cool, and it shows you just a lot of like the struggle to survive, and you know, to to be how do you say. 
to be part of the world as well. Like it shows them, you know, traveling a lot and and getting over their losses and and finding another family. And I'm yeah, hyped up because uh, they're both grieving, that? right? Yeah, like the they were for a while because you you have uh, from what I remember the first episode, the uh, spear is grieving. And he wants uh, after after he kind of gets over a little bit of the grieving, he wants to kill those T Rexes, and he doesn't he go for the the Fangs family first because he thinks that's what who they are. That that's what he thought it was. Yeah, so yeah, he, he follows Fangs like little kids or whatever, you know, the little mm-hmm. little baby dinosaurs, and then they find that it was the big red one. Yeah, and then he finds out the truth, and then they they form a a bond where like he's like this person has lost what I have lost as well. The, we can have a at least a mutual partnership at this point, which is take down these big other dinosaurs. Yeah, well, and I think a lot of it too is like you know we we both lost so much. I guess all we have left is just you know how about let's just have nothing together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of revenge. Yeah, but again, that happens right away in the first episode. So in the know, first, first episode, episode, they give you yeah. so much in that first episode. You're just like no dialogue, just action. But you can feel that like their their anguish on, on both sides, like. They both lost everything, and then the, the anger when when they see who took it and they they both attack it. Um, that, that guy uh, spear just throws fucking rocks at the fucking giant dinosaur. Oh my yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, cool too because you start seeing stuff like again when you when he comes across these other cultures, there's other humans, right? And yeah. again, the the reason why it's anachronologically is he's he's a Neanderthal, but then you start coming across you know Homo sapiens, like actual humans and civilizations that are way more advanced. And you're just like, whoa, what the hell, dude? How does none of this make sense? Like, it just doesn't. <laughs> so do you think they're just jumping to tell a story? Or No, I just end- think that's the, no, I think that's just the world. The world is all that shit exists at once. <laughs> oh, okay. My, my thoughts was like, maybe he's one of the few in the Antelope that didn't get to evolve. And he's just seeing the world for what it really is already out there. Like it's moving. Because nah, there's still, again, there's still dinosaurs and stuff. Meanwhile, you know, you have humans who long there was no neanderthals during dinosaur times let's just get that straight everyone um so yeah that already that's just anachronistic or whatever it goes against time it goes so so the dinosaurs jumped time first arrived to the humans and then the human jumped faster no i don't i don't think there's any time jumping i think you're overthinking that bit too much i think it's (laughs) this is just the world you know you have all these different societies and everything put together again there's like fucking weird little druid magic people who make a uh, weird old people babies like so it's it's just a little out there man but it's, it's just a good way to tell cool stories and uh from what i read season three because they are going to be doing a season three and it's supposed to be anthology style where it's it's not going to follow the same storyline all the time so each episode will be its own little series mm-hmm. which will be interesting to see if we see a you know spoiler alert but spear you know he he has a another uh, kid with oh, a, sure. a female that he meets um with a, a human female um so i think it's a girl and then uh and then fang had a uh, children too she had two uh, little baby t-rexes oh um, so i'm really interested to see what they end up doing uh, if they're going to be in it at all if they're going to be a big part of it or if there's going to be like one episode of it um but i'm really looking forward to that too um another gendy tarkovsky uh thing that i'm looking forward to is uh while doing research for this i saw that he came out with the new series there's only two episodes up they just they just uh, got list or got released like maybe a week ago okay. and uh it's called uh fuck what was it called it was like some unicorn warriors eternal i believe is what it's called unicorn. and uh okay i'm looking i'm looking 
It's on HBO. Yeah, it's Unicorn. Um, oh, I just saw this. It's two episodes. Yeah, Warriors of Eternal. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Fantasy comedy, uh, steampunk, supernaturals, or what it has it under. Uh, but it's a really cool idea. Uh, they actually have, I think, the first and second episode on there, or the first episode on that live stream. And the mm-hmm. idea is similar to Aku, actually. There's this evil being that exists throughout all time. You know, and they're trying to capture and kill it, or they're trying to kill it. And uh, they have the ability to do it, but they just got to keep tracking him down through time because he's escaped through time. Uh-huh. And there's these three warriors. There's like a, again, almost like this druid being. There's a like elf, dark elf, like warrior. And then there's like the shadow mage priestess thing, uh, female. And then what, what happens is uh, Merlin shows up, Merlin the wizard. Oh, and he shows okay. up with this big giant robot with a top hat. And he's like, this is, I think Archimedes or whatever the fuck it was called. And he goes, he's from the future is what he says. I brought him from the future. And he goes through, through him. We'll, uh, we'll be able to stop him. He'll help you stop him across time. And then this random unicorn shows up and is like, Hey, what's up guys? And he goes, Oh, we've got the blessing from the unicorns. And, uh, you find out what they did is the unicorns gave him the magic power to put their, what I'm assuming, cause they haven't, again, they haven't really explained how it works, but it, what it's looking like is when Archimedes opens up his torso, there's a giant, like, you know how Mortal Kombat has that big dragon talisman thing? It's yes. that, but with a unicorn instead of a dragon. And okay. it shoots out, you know, magical power. So what I'm assuming is, is in that coin is the souls of the three warriors, the warriors eternal. And uh, the robot, because it's a robot, it lives forever. So he just gets buried. And when he has to, you know, when he, when he wakes up, he goes and he finds the reincarnations of these warriors. And then he puts their souls back into them. So they reincarnate as themselves. Um, so start showing stuff like there was one where uh, the druid was a Native American. And what's funny is it transforms them into the way they, they, that they looked in the past. So I'm like, oh, this poor Native American had this long, majestic hair, and now he's bald. Because <laughs> that's what – I think it starts off as like a monk, like a monk druid thing. And yeah. um, and then, yeah, and then there's the, the like, elf, dark elf uh, warrior. There's one where, you know, when he – there's one – because they start showing scenes, like, throughout time where they get reincarnated. And one time he was reincarnated from a uh, – like a Viking warrior. So he's like this, this, you know, like barbarian looking dude. And then he just gets turned to like a weird elf, like a pasty white elf. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And then the, they're showing one of the times where, uh, the girl, she, you know, the, her reincarnation before she gets, you know, the souls put, put in there or put in her. She, um, what was I going to say? She, is getting married to like this guy, you know, they're in like Victorian, you know, industrial revolution, England. Mm. And, uh, while at the uh, chapel, <coughs> while they're at the chapel getting married, the robot shows up, shoots her with a little, uh, soul beam. Give me a sec. <coughs> Get that phlegm out. Yeah, it's like all freaking scratchy and shit. Um, shoots her with like a soul beam and she starts reincarnating and saying, I'm not your Emma or whatever her name was. And she just kind of like, because she has memories of both, you know, the past, you know, and the present. So she knows that she's been reincarnated, but she's also then, what the fuck was that? Were they really my parents? Was that really my, you know, fiance? What's, what's this like? And, you know, the robot tells her like, what's up? And then she notices there's uh, two other, you know, warriors. She said, well, let's find them. Maybe they'll have answers. And that's where, you know, the, the first episode ends. Uh, but it's such a cool and interesting idea, right? Like warriors I, throughout time. From what you explained to me, sounds amazing. Like the whole idea of like, 
So the one thing I'm confused of is this thing exists through time, right? It just exists. Yeah. It always exists at, almost at every point of time because it just skips. It, it, yeah, they, it just keeps popping in and if out. They defe- um, this might be, you probably won't know, but if they defeat it, does it just come back eventually like a Ganondorf? I have no clue. Ma- yeah, again, but- maybe maybe they keep trying to stop it, and each time they're like, oh, we just weren't able to do it. Because oh, what okay. happens at the beginning of the episode is they thought mm-hmm. they had it, and then it just got away like an escape. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. You know, they weren't I, able I, to contain it. I'm I'm liking this already. I like the way it sounds. Just uh, the idea of... It's uh, really of- cool. They got really different animation styles, too, like the... Uh, the girl, like in the newest form of her, she's got a very like traditional like Nickelodeon style design to her. And I don't mean Nickelodeon like the network, but like the cartoons. You know, there's a reason why Nickelodeon the na- the network picked that name is they were the, that's what they were the old nickel cartoons. Um, they were you know drawn a certain way. So I think like Betty Boop, she she's very similar style to Betty Boop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's really cool. It's, again, it's a really interesting series. Uh, Tarkovsky's just done it again, like. Um, Dude, didn't Primal just come out like not too long ago? He's already uh, season. Yeah, season two came out maybe last year, year before, and then season three is right around the corner as well. So he's working on multiple series. Yeah, he's he's knocking them out of the park. Like this yeah. this idea of what you just told me it just sounds great. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It seems cool. Again, like they're kind of insinuating already. If you if you watch the first episode too, like that the uh, elf warriors like in love with the uh, whatever shadow witch mage thing whatever she is and mm-hmm. that's kind of they hint at that that's why the reason why because she got hit by the dragon thing or whatever like the evil spirit whatever it was um that the warrior lost his focus or concentration to you know try to defeat it you know he want to go look for her or look after her or whatever and, and then he, um he skipped time again yeah that's how he got away yeah he's just like bang and bounce it. yeah um it's a cool idea and then it shows like the robot you know like it just gets up throughout time like it's just it's, it's buried and then he just gets up and starts going around looking for these guys um and they show these other robots actually uh trying to destroy him like they have like a chainsaw arms and stuff and at the end of the episode you see there's like a female like robot or chick that's kind of like working on him so it makes me wonder like who's the bad guy who, who has he gotten under his control maybe it's different timeline versions of these characters right these heroes that have been corrupted or whatever you know maybe the villain or the bad guy got to him before uh the robot did mm-hmm. um i don't know it's just it seems interesting dude like there's so much cool stuff that uh there's so much that you don't know what to think because exactly, from what you're explaining yeah. to me Maybe there's another bad person. Like you have your main bad guy, right? The guy that jumps through time. But is he doing everything, or does he have people in the background working for him as well, like a coup did, where he's like, "Hey, I want you. You work for me, or I steal your power, your land, or whatever." And then those, that's how he gets people working for him. He just steals from them, and then they're forced into slavery. Like who knows what what else is there out there? And since it's jumping through time, it could be anything. Yeah, no, again, there's, there's just so much possibilities. And that's kind of one of the things that uh, I like about the series is there's literally nothing that I know about it. Everything's new. Um, it's interesting. I mean, that's that how it was through Primal fresh. as well. Yeah, it sounds new. Like, um, 
I'm just, again, it's exciting. It's exciting to have cool new stuff to look forward to from a creator that I like. Um, I, I really liked the Clone Wars cartoon when he did it. Um, and we had, uh, not General, it was uh, Captain Fordo. Uh, he was badass motherfucking arc trooper, you know, taking down all these fucking dudes. We had uh, Dirge come out of that series. Mm-hmm. Um, the IG Lancer droids. Uh, Yoda on the Kaiba, his little weird, like, uh, goat. I King still Ruthie. haven't seen it. But I like the way he draws Grievous. That looks amazing. Yeah, the white Grievous, yeah, where he was actually scary too. He was like fucking killing Jedi left and right. Um, it, it was cool. I mean, Dexter's Laboratory, like, dude, what's not to love? Like, it was a great series. There's Did so you much... ever watch the movie? I don't remember. I don't think so. So there is a movie out there that's very hard to find. If anybody can find it, I recommend watching it. It's called um, Eagle Eagle Trip, the Bird Eagle, and then Trip. It's about time travel as well, is where Dexter... Um, oh, okay, so it is Dexter, all right. Yeah, there's, there's a point where Dexter has to travel through time and figure out what the problem is, and uh, by the end of the movie, it starts to loop again, where something comes out of a portal in time, and he has to do it all over again and over again, and uh, the whole movie itself was such a well-made movie. I, I just remember snippets of it, because it's been years since I've seen them, but that was the first time I ever... Because I never thought this show would ever get a movie. It's just a silly cartoon with, like, Right. Little... I mean, that, that's what we thought about the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour as well. Who would ever thought these two great titans of cartoon industry would but, ever meet? Yeah, that that's fine. But the thing is, Dexter's Lab did it kind of. I'm not saying they did it first, but it's the first time I ever saw. Oh, they it definitely I, did it first. It was way earlier. <laughs> the the thing is, like, I'm a kid. I'm seeing a silly cartoon. There's nothing ever really serious about it. Like the most serious thing I've ever saw was the Power Rangers movie. So I'm like, okay, what's this cartoon got to offer me? And then they pop on this movie that's about an hour long. It's about time travel. I'm like, whoa, wait, what? Oh, it's, it's within the realm of reason because Dexter's a fucking genius. I'm sure he figured out time travel. And it just starts this whole cascading events of how time travel works and how it affects his future, how it affects the past. And then when you when the movie ends, it goes full circle. Hey, it's happening again. Figure it out. How does it work? How What's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, I fucking love that movie. It's hard to find. I'll have to look for it. Yeah, it sounds cool. Um, but yeah, man, like, uh, again, uh, Gendy Tarkovsky, great creator, great dude, it seems like. Um, love all the stuff he's created for the most part. Uh, he even did, a, was it Hotel Transylvania? Like, he even did those did movies, he? too. That's him? Yeah. yeah I didn't know that. Him. I haven't seen that movie, and I, I, I've only heard good things. I've never I'm, watched it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I didn't know that was him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, other than that, I think that's going to be it. You know, I need to get some rest and try to recover a bit. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't already, check out the uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Weaving Words Podcast um, at gmail.com, uh, Hooligan Squad Discord server. If you have any questions, any suggestions, anybody you want to see come back, let us know. Goofy, anything to plug? Uh, watch more Tarkovsky. I'm, I'm going to plug him. He's good. Yeah, he's pretty good. You can You can use the shout out. All right, guys. Adios. Bye. Bye.